1: Good evening, Rifflers, this is Riffs and Rules, the 5 e DD podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunted gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riffwake.
2: And I'm Remy, a player on Riffwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about drugs! <laughs> <laughs> so, if we've gotten the timing of this right, uh, the week that this episode will release is mardi gras so we decided to just for the shits and giggles really just have a uh how do i phrase this uh depravity week theme so yeah <laughs> so
1: so be- uh, Remy, <laughs> yes right i i do have to ask um do you partake in the drugs
2: i decided to really just lean into this one i'm high as fuck now no, of unfortunately. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, not really, because I'm rambly nah. enough even when I'm sober. So I, I really did consider it, but uh, in the end, I did okay. decide against it. But no, uh, I live in Oregon <laughs> where marijuana is indeed legal, and I do indeed partake, as you put it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm a big fan of edibles. But uh, well, and smoke, uh, yes, I like weed. But anyway. Uh, before i do go into the morality and the should you angle of things which of course we definitely should talk about how much talk about drugs do you think there actually is in the fifth edition books uh i don't
1: remember anything about it but i presume there might be a little snippet there actually is a bit
2: particularly in uh eberron so rising from the last war there is actually a decent amount of talk about drugs and uh it's a bit scary the ones that they have listed so yeah so Nathan what is your opinion on drugs in general so
1: um I I was born and raised in this Asian country I I like to say this is one of those few times I stand by tradition and say um say no to drugs kids wait what Uh, yeah you
2: are aware that like most Traditions of the world do feature drug use. It's actually a rather modern sensibility to be anti-drugs. My my Asian
1: tradition of listening to my parents.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Go. Let's go, let's go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> stretch it. Uh, it's like Nathan. That's a really long stretch. It's like I don't care. <laughs> All
2: right, so so Nathan personally is anti-drugs. I am pro-drugs. So I've never
1: tried. Don't plan on trying.
2: We'll see whenever I get you to Dragon Con. Anyway. <laughs> again, I've already promised you, I will peer pressure you, but I will not force you. Okay. Well. Or or trick you or anything along those lines. That is not well, what I, well, I, I'm thank not doing. Okay for with that. that. <laughs> I do have my lines. Um, anyway. So, that being said, what is your opinion on fictional drugs in D&D? Yes,
1: please how come because um that way i can uh spread the message of how (laughs) drugs are horrible no because it's really funny (laughs) to have people who should be level-headed and um ready for any fight any battle kind of just be out of it and do dumb shit
2: yeah honestly like how do i phrase this one of the general benefits of drug use just in general, whether it is real or fictional, is the idea of experiencing an altered state of mind. Whether that is, you know, the more traditional use, like something like you know peyote for a vision quest, or whether it is just you know enjoying some edibles before you watch a movie just for the fun of it. But in D and D, this gives an excuse for honestly a couple of potential things. Like number one is just maybe you have a smart character who you want to just do something silly and this can create an in-game explanation for why this player is making such a decision or two maybe you have an actual player who themselves just are high and just expected it to wear off before you start rec- before you start the session but you know the player themselves is high so they just decide to let their character get high just to again explain their behavior <laughs> And honestly, any of that is okay. So, Nathan, what would be some of the potential downsides though of making use of drugs in game? Well, uh addiction. Absolutely. That is definitely a risk. Any others? Uh
1: let's see. No idea because I don't know anything else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Well, legality is definitely something to consider. Like it is a very very new thing for you know marijuana to become legalized in places but pretty much every other drug except for alcohol is still illegal so what would be the legality of drugs in your world but also just in different places in your world oh yeah talking about
1: legality Hmm? real real quick can we can we give like a big nod to legal widely accepted
2: drugs like caffeine sure and and also like i said a second ago alcohol like alcohol is a mind-altering substance but for some reason they just got way better PR
1: different we have different standards for different things honestly because like i i don't like even though i i'm like so anti drug i do occasionally drink coffee but i'm not addicted to caffeine so Mm -hmm. i i stand strong in
2: my principles yes (laughs) so just for my own curiosity what is your opinion of alcohol versus something like marijuana well, um I don't drink alcohol
1: unless oh, you're underage. Uh- <laughs> No, I'm not underage. Not where I live. Oh, that's right. Not is different. Underage.
2: Yeah, that's right. Okay, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, I've not. I've not been underage for some time. Like this year, it'd be about two years. I've I've had like maybe six drinks in total since I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I only drink socially, and since I don't have an extremely massive social life, I would say I, I've barely drunk anything. So, yeah.
2: All right. Good. So you're better off than those of us who just drink alone for the sake of it. <laughs>
1: You poor, sad things. We need to find new homes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have a home. I just don't have company. That's the missing bit. Remy sad. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So, anyway, uh, legality. So, thinking about just different things in different places also is worth consideration. Because... Again, like Nathan and I live across the planet from each other. And again, like I forgot, all right, the drinking age is different in Singapore than it is here in America. And honestly, what a lot of people don't know about is that even here in the States, you know, people know about like, oh, yeah, you know, drinking age is, you know, 21 for the most part. But a lot of people don't know that there are legal exceptions in different different states. states. Right. So yeah, it's 21, but there are some states where it's okay if you have like parental permission or one that I just thought was funny back when I lived in Florida, particularly like they had a specific one. If you brew your own alcohol, like once you're like you can get the stuff apparently when you're 18 and if you brew your own, as long as you don't sell it, you can consume what you've made even if you are not 21 yet. Like there are weird state exemptions out there. And honestly, that's the kind of thing that I think would be fun to lean into for D D in terms of the legality of things to consider like so, oh, okay, there are these different drugs that have different effects, but this one is legal here, this one is legal here, you know, this one makes a lot of money for this state. So it's like fully legal and taxable, but it's really illegal at this other place, and that causes, you know, political tension. Sorry, are you gonna say?
1: Yeah. So uh Remy, talking about that, um I, I'm thinking, right, let, let, let's see, why is it a certain age? So when when it really comes down to it, it's values, I bet I bet. Oh like what 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 are the values that a society has? So like in America's case is that you don't want people to take substances that
2: wait, actually what's the reasoning? Fuck. Well, so there that's one of them, but there is actual like drugs that have bad effects on a developing brain. So the idea is that you're only supposed to have it as an adult because of the fact that it is known to have deleterious effects on the on the mind and body. So like, right. there's good reason to not have certain drugs as a youth.
1: Yeah, I I, I see. So like, didn't America go through like this whole bit where it was like, okay, prohibition, n- yeah. nobody. And then it, a it lot didn't of people so died. Well. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh shit, uh, the the guys they they want the um they want the stuff." <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's people dying in the streets, what are we to do?
2: Honestly, I hadn't. I've never actually seen this in D anD. d But could you imagine it if you had like a dwarven city that tried prohibition?
1: Oh my god, there would be so <laughs> many dead people. It wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> I mean, it would be a bit funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what do you Like, honestly, that could
2: be a kind of interesting story. Like, imagine you have, like, a human... Like, imagine you have, like, a human-controlled city, but that has, like, a sizable dwarven population, and, you know, you have the kind of, you know, overly moral types who try to pass such a law. And just, like, imagine, like, you then have your player characters just stumble into this shit show, and they have like, to make the choice. Like, do they side with the prohibitionists, or do they just, like i don't know become bootleggers for a dwarf cartel <laughs> like
1: here's the thing right i i'm i'm generally of the opinion as long as it's like i'm very much lawful in in real life mm-hmm. but the thing is that as long as it's very much within the law i'm fine with you doing pretty much anything the the big one I, I i really wish that people would just get get the fuck rid of is uh smoking because it fucking annoys the shit out of me like here's the thing i get it right you guys have a a de- like a shitty addiction, right? I get it. I-, I feel sorry for you. You know what I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for breathing in fresh air. Because <laughs> there's some asshole who keeps uh, on smoking near my house and I can't I can't breathe. Fucking all right cunt. so
2: that'd be interesting so then okay so yeah you know different smokable herbs would theoretically exist in Riftwake then but you could yes. just because of your personal preferences you could absolutely just make the choice that like the smokable ones are more punished because that can affect other people but then maybe it's like slightly better to, if you have just like an alchemical liquid or powder or some such that only does you know affect the person who takes it
1: I, I know, like, I do find... I, I don't think it should be banned, honestly. I don't, I don't think it's, like, a terrible... I I know it's terrible for the people. Talking about terrible things for people, like, for fuck. <laughs> Smoking's, like, like um tobacco is You're just, bad. like, a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's ridiculously bad for you, but nobody has ever touched
2: it. Well, I mean, they've tried. I, I mean, it's tried. definitely been a In lot reduced. I mean... It's been heavily reduced from where it was, you know, thirty years ago.
1: Yeah, because it used to be just like a
2: a lot more normal. I mean, people used to smoke indoors. People used to smoke on planes. Like it's just a contained that's tube, nice. and people smoked there.
1: That, that's nightmarish, Ernie. Really. That's like, my hell. There's been <laughs> that is my hell. there's been a
2: lot of progress on anti smoking <laughs> in the last few decades. Like it, it's not gone, but it it really is a lot better.
1: I just realized that that would be my hell. It's like I'm on an airplane that's about to crash, but it's filled with smoke. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I would think just flying on a long flight with smoke would be troublesome, even disregarding it going down.
1: Yeah, but like you know, if you're falling, it makes it somewhat worse.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you're falling, I'm not going to care in five minutes.
1: Okay, fair point. Then I guess a long versus like a ten-hour yeah, just
2: ten-hour flight never or something. Ends. Yeah, that suck.
1: Because, like, waiting on a plane sucks already, so, like, having... Okay, that, anyway, tangent, mainly. Yes, tangent, yeah, sorry.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Anyway. So, yeah, it is worth consideration, just, like, what is legal, and just, you know, why is something, you know, actually, like, treated more like, you know, alcohol in America is, where it is just, like, a taxed substance that could therefore make the government a lot of money, like... So let's let that uh take us next then to what drugs exist, and this is a way more difficult topic, especially in a fantasy world so first things first, can you think of or do you know of any drugs that actually do canonically exist in fifth edition? No <laughs> all right well, no, there I don't. are two. At least there's two that I know of. It is entirely possible that some adventure module might have just some other ones tucked away, but I know of the two from Eberron, which is Dream Lily and Dragon's Blood. So Dream Lily. Uh, also, what's kind of interesting is that at least in D and Beyond, both of these are saved under the category of poison in the equipment list, and I just find that to be rather interesting. So, anyway, Dream Lily cost one gold, which is also interesting to me. But we'll just kind of put a bookmark in that for the moment. Dream Lily, a psychoactive liquid that smells and tastes like your favorite beverage, essence of Dream Lily is a is an opiate. So, first imported to help manage pain during the last war, it's now the most commonly abused substance in Sharn. Blah 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 blah. Consuming it causes disorienting euphoria and brings about remarkable resistance to pain. A creature under the effects of Dream lily is poisoned for one hour. So as a quick reminder, poisoned means that you have disadvantage on all attack rolls and all ability checks. Then also, while poisoned in this way, the creature is immune to fear and the first time it drops to zero hit points without being killed outright, it drops to one hit point instead. A dose of Dreamlily costs around one GP, or up to ten times that if purchased through legal channels. There are many varieties of the drug, however, and the duration or the price might vary accordingly. Interesting. So, first things first, they flat out say that Dreamlily is an opiate. So, what... Does that imply
1: it's that this opium? <laughs>
2: yeah. So flat out. So something that absolutely needs a mention here. There are these magical substances and just magical drugs that might exist in your worlds. However, it is a separate but very important consideration. Do non-magical drugs exist in your world? Because in a world that flat out says it has this opiate is there just regular opium or opioids you know is cannabis a thing that exists in your world is there you know uh what is it cacao that makes cocaine I don't remember. Uh, I don't know I, other drugs. Yeah, the cacao. I, yeah. I like n- weed, but baby. I'll admit I am, you know, not a master of all drugs that exist in the world. But the point I mean, being, Remy there's a lot of studied shit that exists. The art of drugs? Excuse me? I mean, it's what been a this? while and I don't remember it. Yes I, yes, I have. Yes, I have charts for my own world, but that's separate. But, like, you know, here's okay. the
1: secret Rem has recipes. Not too. to mention,
2: <laughs> you know, magic mushrooms you know, is what we call, you know, the fun mushrooms. But <laughs> the thing is, in D&D, that could be a far more literal fact. So there could be a variety of actual magical mushrooms, and there could be some that are just a mind-altering substance without a magical effect. So the point being, in a magical world like D&D, there are way more options to just things that might exist out there, like. In addition to the published ones, in addition to, you know, the things from our world, I mean, theoretically, too, like in a world that has alchemy as such an old, like knowledge base, even things that we consider to be manufactured drugs, like could theoretically exist in a and d world, because what is chemistry but alchemy for all intents and purposes, like it's debatable that, you know, in a D&D world, they may have advanced alchemy to the point where such things might exist. But anyway, uh, going back to Dream Lily specifically, I do actually quite like the point that it mentions that it's one gold, but more if purchased through legal channels, and they mention that there are varieties of it that can adjust the duration or price. So they give you all of that right there in its description and this is something that absolutely should be worth consideration for any drugs that you make use of in your worlds so for dream lily then okay so maybe you do have you know maybe there's one that only lasts it's you know it is magic so you can say it only lasts for a minute and maybe that one is cheaper or maybe that one is more expensive because of the fact that it's not so long lasting in effect like how you want you know your pricing to work is Of course, up to you. So, now let's move on to the other listed drug here, which is Dragon's Blood. Much to my disappointment, it's not actually Dragon's Blood, that's just what they call it. So, it is a potent and highly addictive stimulant. In addition to inducing euphoria, it can enhance spellcasting ability, or even temporarily imbue a user with the ability to cast sorcerer spells. The drug's effects are potentially dangerous, and always unpredictable. So, the next line is when I dislike. This isn't something a player character should want to use. Adventurers are more likely to interfere with smugglers or deal with an addict who accidentally casts a fireball in a crowded street. The specific effects of Dragon's Blood are up to you, but you can take inspiration from the Wild Magic Surge table in the player's handbook. Oh shit. Nathan? Do you remember the Wild Magic Surge table? yeah it's kind of scary it's kind of scary so just to pull that up for a moment and mention some of the things that can happen from that so
1: can we make a roll
2: (laughs) um give me a dice roll i don't have a roller handy but yeah go ahead and give me a A D
1: d100 this is why we have a dice roll channel so
2: one d100 yep 33 33 Maximize the damage of the next damaging spell you cast within the next minute. Hey, I got lucky. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a bad one at all. So to mention the one that they just talk about in that item description, though, so one of them is you cast Fireball as a third level spell centered on yourself.
1: I am fire.
2: (laughs) So that's (laughs) troublesome because, yeah, that's 8d6 fire damage. Um, And if you specify what level... Uh, it says third level fireball, yes.
1: Third level fireball. Yeah, so 8d6. So that's
2: the thing spicy. is, though, that's something that might theoretically happen regardless of the level of the person who ingests this drug. So if someone were to just be a commoner who takes dragon blood, and then just in the middle of a market or just or a dingy alleyway, whatever is the you know situation, that can suck and just immediately immolate the person who ingested it and just had that happen wild magic is fucking dangerous and that's actually one reason i particularly like this one because i like that kind of chaos of it that like this is a potent magical effect that you know who the hell even knows what it will actually do to someone and one thing that's actually funny so in you know um In Eberron, the book that is, there's actually, like, a sidebar advertisement that's, like, a PSA for for this thing. (laughs) It's kind of amazing. Like... But what's so like it has like this whole like two paragraph description about you know, hey, this drug is bad, it's dangerous, but it what's even the best part, like it even has a fucking slogan at the end. Remember, friends, stay on the wagon, say no to dragon, and I just fucking love that because, like in a world where you do have this you know potentially dangerous drug, then there would be that kind of thing because like like, like you know reagan and the whole anti-drug thing in the u.s shows like anti-drug slogans are a big thing like that could even be a potential way for you to like show off like a celebrity in your D world because this is actually something that is shockingly rare to me at least which is like you have your adventurers and you have like the nobles and kings and stuff but you almost never see or hear, like, other famous people a lot of the time. Like, that was actually one thing that I was happy that you actually did correctly, Nathan, which was you had this, like, famous, you know, playwright who was just trying to get all of his actors that needed to get wrangled by the party. So, like, you were showing that there are known people in the world besides just the adventurers but anyway but if you have you know an anti-drug campaign or hell if you have a pro-drug campaign just like let's say you have like a city of thieves that is like actively promoting some specific drug that you could absolutely just make use of that to show just like you know like oh wow there's like this you know famous you know bard who's retired from <laughs> adventuring but still very well known or like yes, there's this we, you know famous playwright like there are other people in the world and this could be a way for you to introduce them especially if I, it I is like thinking, someone with right. a drug problem yes
1: i was thinking on, on the whole like if you are in the crime city and they advertise stuff i mm. can imagine right like a, a ridiculous scenario where the criminal families are definitely promoting their drugs. It's like, buy my drugs because they are top of the line, high quality, very fresh, does not contain any additives. Yeah. Very and clean. And that could absolutely
2: be the case. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just like the best stuff. Yeah, my, my drug is uncut, guaranteed to fuck you up for at least an hour. And you could absolutely do that and like that's one of the things that i actually like about the idea of drugs and D. also is the fact that it is open season for a dungeon master's creativity because you can have a drug do whatever the fuck you want it to do for however long for whatever cost and you can just do that and just have fun making shit up and that is a big part of the fun like that's Again, one reason that I really like the idea of Dragon's Blood rolling on Wild Magic is just because that shows, like, oh, okay, there is a lot of magic that is more than just typical cast spells, that there is this stuff created that can also have these strange effects. And, you know, for just myself, like, the Wild Magic Surge table in the book I have found to be limiting because it is only a D100. So I actually make use of a separate D10,000 list for just all kinds of random shit that I just use for any source of wild magic. So my players actually do have like a... There is a thing in my world like it has a name, but usually we just refer to it as chaos wine because it is you just have a dose of this stuff and it triggers a wild magic surge. And I have had so much fun over the years just with that, that the fact that Dragon's Blood here is a canonical like published example now in fifth edition makes me really happy. So that has had fun effects like uh, your right hand is invisible to undead. so that was a kind of fun encounter once when they had a negotiation with the lich but then probably just my favorite one on that the next bridge you cross turns into chocolate and what's fun about it too is that the player doesn't necessarily know what is going to happen you know unless they do just think to use something like the identify spell on themselves but like for the most part like players don't know if it isn't an instantaneous effect and just having wild magic really be that level of chaotic is just something that i personally appreciate anyway so that being said that is the published material in 5th edition do you notice something particular about my phrasing there nathan
1: So what is in other editions, Remy? That is
2: the correct question. Now, what is disappointing is that in fourth edition, they don't seem to have any published material in, you know, the Book of Vile Darkness as I would expect them to. However, the 3.5 Book of Vile Darkness has a few pages on different types of drugs. Now. I highly, highly recommend taking a look at this because it has four separate categories of mechanics involved with drugs. An initial effect, a secondary effect, side effects, and overdose. So having all of those things is very important because drugs do have effects like there are just there are side effects to things there are overdose concerns there are addiction concerns so the fact that there's mention in the fifth edition books that like oh yeah drugs are bad it can have bad effects there's nothing that actually tells us fucking anything which is less than helpful now what is also kind of funny is that also uh, right next to uh that in the book of vile darkness 3.5 edition there is devil weed Leave from a plant that are dried and rolled into a tobacco like substance and
1: smoke.
2: <laughs> like come on, you are That is like, amazing.
1: Uh... <laughs> now... Kids, don't take drugs or you'll be a demon.
2: <laughs> uh... See, that would actually be a much more interesting effect. Like, this is actually kind of... Like, I'm actually really displeased with the effect that they give it, but I'm amused at just the laziness. Like, like,
1: like, there's, there's two kinds of tiefling. There's the druggy tieflings, and there's the normal <laughs> tieflings. Much. Everyone hates the, the, the druggie <laughs> tieflings. <laughs> Including the tieflings. just like, fuck you, you're not one of ours.
2: But anyway, so for Devilweed, though, it is, initial effect is just one point of wisdom damage, which is interesting, but then a secondary effect, a plus two alchemical bonus to strength for 1d3 hours. I'm not fond of that, because that's not how weed works, but whatever. But then they also have the side effect, a creature under the effect of Devilweed is easily confused and acts skittish, treat as shaken. So that's actually a little bit more fun, but it's just kind of not quite mechanical, but a fun potential roleplay opportunity. Just instead of that phrasing, I would just say, just maybe you just are paranoid, like that you just have a chance of just paranoia as a potential side effect. So it could just be like you roll a saving throw and stuff happens. And that's what I actually like about the idea, at least, of these rules, even if the actual effects and numbers here aren't quite to my preference. I like the ideas in these pages a lot, actually. And the thing is also, there is entire charts right here, just next to these drugs, that has, okay... There is an addiction chart entirely that is just from negligible, low, medium, high, extreme, or vicious addiction chance. With escalating DC of what you have to roll to either be addicted or to stave off an addiction. And it's just really good charts here. But... Everything more recent, both 4th and 5th edition, don't have any of that that I've been able to find. I know for sure that 5th edition does, not I can't definitively say whether or not 4th edition does. But even besides the chart itself, there's even also mention of, okay, lesser restoration may negate some or all of ability score damage caused by an addiction, but... On the next day, the victim may accrue more ability score damage if they continue to fail their saves. So there's effects... And there's even mention that, okay, if you are using magic to try to help things, it will have this amount of effect. So maybe it's enough to fully help for some things, and maybe it can partially stave off some, and maybe it can fully. So much like when we were talking about diseases back in the day, to have just variables in terms of how potent and how much magical healing can help, if at all, is absolutely worth the thought. So, one thing, though, that I do need to mention in case you do get your hands on the Book of Vile Darkness to read through these yourself, the prices here are insane. The cheapest one, which is the double weed, of course, is six gold per dose, which is dumb. Because, again, I treat gold as being equivalent to $100. So, $600 is a bit more than what weed costs. So, I don't agree with that at all. And then it goes, truly insane, the most expensive one is 2,000 gold a dose. That seems like a bit much. Might be hard to come by, maybe. Might be hard to come by. Just for curiosity, what does that one even do? Okay, Luhix, L-U-H-I-X. Powdered stalks of plants that grow only in the abyss. Luhix is normally sprinkled onto a bleeding self-inflicted wound. Then the wound is sealed either with magical healing or tightly wound bandages. It is one point of ability score damage to all ability scores, but then you gain a plus two alchemical bonus to all ability scores for 1d2 hours. For the first minute, they experience intense pain. Uh, During that time, uh, during the time of the secondary effect, they are immune to pain. Character takes damage as normal, but may not react to that damage. Jesus Christ, overdose chance. If you take it more than once in 24 hours, you have to make a DC 25 con save or die in terrible pain.
1: Jesus Oh, God, the terrible that's, pain is that's terrible. That's just not
2: terribly interesting. Like, the idea of if you take too much of a drug, you die, that makes sense. But just, like, the effects of that for the price are just not interesting. So, just for funsies, I want to kind of just brainstorm a little bit with you just what would be some interesting effects that a D&D drug might have.
1: Y- you turn into an animal.
2: <laughs> uh, polymorph Poultice. <laughs>
1: uh it, it brings you great childlike joy let's go with that one
2: yeah so something that i think would be kind of neat is to just kind of take inspiration from you know legends from our world so have you ever heard of peyote no not at all okay so how about like the idea of like native americans and a peace pipe anything related to that no but
1: i okay. think i've seen it in fiction maybe
2: okay so they're are certain legends amongst you know native americans that there are drugs that when smoked can help kind of connect you to the spirits of the world whether that is like the spirits of nature your ancestors i'm a little bit fuzzy Chipping on balls. the details but <laughs> yeah however in a dnd world maybe that actually is possible like to literally have that effect so maybe there actually is like some specific herb combination that when smoked will literally let you talk to your ancestors and ask them a question for wisdom. And maybe you can then treat it like you get to, you know, make a history check or something like that with, you know, a specific bonus that is just you asking your ancestors for advice. Like you could literally do like the things that the legends say. And I just think something like that would be really cool and then maybe it does just have the secondary effect of just you're tripping balls for an hour so (laughs) you're tripping balls no i I just
1: find them funny it's just like grandpa wait great great grandpa i gotta tell you something it's like what is that great great grandson well um i'm getting married it's like oh that's
2: great news (laughs) yay the tribe continues
1: yeah, I, I I just imagine it's just like imagine it like a casual phone call to like a a, a like like someone you like a relative. Maybe. To tell them good news about, like, your life? It's <laughs> just that's, like...
2: Interesting. So imagine then, I like, you the imagine, <laughs> like, the more tribal angle of things, but then, like, you could also have some fun with that. Like, imagine that an orphan gets their hands on some, and they All just right. use this to just find out who their family is. And then, like, there's Horrible a lot of ways that you could take a story like that. Could... Either, A, you know, their family abandoned them, and that, like, their parents Yay. are alive, but their grandfather gives them the information. Or it could just be the kind of thing of, like, you know, yeah, it is just the typical, just your family's dead, you know, good luck. Like, hey, here's where the family talents lie. If you, you know, go to this place, then maybe, like, that could be just, like, the origin of a character. Is just, like, you know, they end up going to the monastery that, you know, their great-grandfather trained in, and, like, he, for, like, as thanks for his, you know, spirit great-grandpa's aid, he, you know, takes up the monk arts. Like, the idea of just using this for story purposes, even more than just mechanical, just makes me really interested in just the idea of that. There are so many things that you could do with the idea of just asking ancestors. But when you also consider, like, yeah, speak with dead is magic that exists. Like, there is kind of basis for something similar. But then, you know, there is, of course, also the question of... Well wait, how does your afterlife work? So this may not work in all worlds cuz if you do have like yeah, you know souls do all go somewhere specific, then that may not work for your world. But just for me personally, I think that it's a pretty neat idea. So what else would be just a kind of cool thing to potentially have out there?
1: Um a kind of uh let's see I I think having a tea would be nice, like a, a some something that's drunk. Okay, for what kind of effect? Uh, just like a, a calming get, tea or a weird thing happen. A, a, like can, can 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 we just have like a, a drug that does the opposite of caffeine? It makes you very relaxed and very just you, when you it, sleep you sleep just very, very sleepy well. or just very calm. No, like, so very calm, very sleepy. And when you, when you sleep, when you wake up, you feel incredibly rested. I want that.
2: All right. So even you can even have some mechanical effects in that. Like, let's just say, like, you drink this, but then instead of eight hours, you sleep for 10 hours. And then when you wake and, up, and, and, you and will and have curious, 1d10 uh, temporary, temporary hit points.
1: So, like, if I'm not wrong, normally exhaustion right is uh, mm-hmm. cured every time you sleep is one, right?
2: Uh, It's a little more complicated than that, but close enough.
1: Right. And so, like, yeah, you could mess around with it and like make it heal it up a bit faster
2: or something. Yeah, yeah. you could absolutely do that. Just have like a special tea that helps cure exhaustion. Absolutely. And honestly, I I, I would like that. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, like tea in our world just does have different effects depending on like you have your soothing tea, your caffeinated tea. and There's no reason that you can just have a special tea in D, so you could absolutely just let there be just a calming tea a caffeinated tea like maybe there is just like okay yeah there's the soothing tea that lets you sleep and then cure exhaustion faster maybe the caffeinated one is the one that gives you some temporary hit points instead
1: i do have to say often coming up with ideas so D is just what do i want <laughs>
2: yeah absolutely and that's fine like that's part of the fun of dd is the escapism of just like hey wouldn't it be cool if this existed like honestly just one last one just on the example front and then we can move on it'd be really really fun to me at least like how fun but also potentially bad would it be if you had just like some type of let's just say that it is a powder to be snorted just because we haven't mentioned one yet but what it does it just makes an illusion of whatever you're thinking oh shit so but but it also does make you very very high so you are not having normal thoughts while this is happening so imagine Uh, like so imagine like you ever see like old cartoons where like you have a live action person suddenly in a cartoon right I imagine it just kind of like that. So you just have this person that is just, just tiptoeing through the tulips, and there's literally like cartoon flowers blooming around them as they're just walking through the street. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's the kind of thing that can be a lot of there, fun like, narratively. What the hell?
1: <laughs> but the thing is, it wouldn't be what the hell if you like, goddamn it, they took the drug again. <laughs>
2: Maybe, but again, like, but especially if like player characters may not have come across this particular one before, so yeah, then you just have this so. is just weird <laughs> effect just of this person down the road, like, like especially if be... everyone else around is treating it normally, so it's only weird yeah. to the PCs. That could be a lot of, of fun. The external, yeah, because they do. are out of context to the situation. Yeah, that's amazing. Like the, and again, anything that you can imagine, you could potentially make an effect for. But again, I do caution on the pricing front because pricing in D&D 5th edition particularly is more than a little bit messed up, as we have talked about quite a lot, honestly. So just think about like, okay, how much do you want this to cost? And just use the damn gold conversion that I'm always talking about. Just like, okay, if you want this to be accessible, then okay. Maybe it is something that is just like... One silver for a dose of devil weed, if you want to stick with that name. And that would kind of make sense because, yeah, sure. Ten bucks to get you to get your high. OK, I'm OK with that. But the idea of it being like 2000 gold for just that's just insane to me just fuck that
1: i'd have to say devil weed has got to be the best, best although, thing okay. all although on
2: the other hand maybe it actually is like a polymorph type effect where you have devil weed in your world but it literally is just you it's like alter self but into a devilish form like have I mean, fun with it
1: like wait imagine if rock was a thing in um dnd i bet <laughs> Tons of people will be smoking your
2: shit. Yes. Because they're yeah. be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but in summary, while drugs are a rather hotly debated topic in our world, in D&D, it can be an incredibly valuable addition for the sake of DM creativity to add effects into your world that are different Than standard magical effects, different from, you know, listed alchemical things in the world. And the chance to just flex your creativity to just add such things can be a lot of fun for a dungeon master as well as your players. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Riftwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake. On Reddit, on the subreddit, r slash podcast, And you can send us an email, riftwakepodcast at gmail.com.
1: And that's it for today.